Today's topic is Zen masters, Zen teachers. So we're going to get into it right away. Okay. Now, this is a really heavy topic. Uh, not many people know about it. It's not a lot in Western culture. Um, it's almost like entirely an Eastern phenomena and understanding. And even in the East, people don't really understand it at all either. But um, in the past, you know, I'm not going to go into any specific people. I just have a like a heavy background in reading and stuff like that. But their names and the history and where they were and stuff is very uh, difficult to um, to piece together, right? Because there's so many different uh, Zen teachers and I, you know, I haven't done a huge study on all the specifics. I'm just kind of giving a generalization about it, okay? So, um, if you think it, uh, okay, um, okay, so going, so a Zen teacher, what, fuck man, this is a heavy topic, okay. What is a Zen teacher? I don't know, I can't really discuss that, okay, but. A Zen teacher allows an opportunity for a pupil to uh, allows an uh, allows an environment for enlightenment to happen. Okay, that's that's what a Zen teacher wants to facilitate. Okay, so he wants to allow. Uh, environment for enlightenment to happen yeah. now this is a very big topic and that's why the zen teacher he would never do talks right well actually that's not true sometimes they, they would do um like if a tree falls down in the forest does anybody hear it right no they do these type of talks right and any talk, any Zen teacher that is seeing uh, like a, a joke like that or a phrase or a question like that, he's trying to stop a person's mind, okay? He's trying to stop your mind. And so he'll ask a question that it can't be answered, right? And when Man, it's a big topic. Okay. This is a podcast you could talk about for fucking a million years, honestly. Okay. But. Okay. So. Uh, he would ask a question, like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there, can anyone hear it, right? And because average day person has a mind that doesn't stop it's like a fucking heavy traffic on the road right going 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 and people don't realize it's that's an actual source of pain it's an actual source of the anxiety not you know i'm not um it doesn't have to be a great deal of pain it could be a slight pain right but if you can learn to stop your mind at will, you will have instant peace, okay? This is just how the world is. It's how the tension in the body is. There's tension in the body, okay? 
And when you relieve the tension, you stop your mind. You have, a, you have a clear mind. It's like walking under a waterfall. Are you thinking to put anything walking under a waterfall? No. Right? Because you have, like, uh, was it negative ions? Just millions of negative ions. The environment is so... Um, so calm, so overwhelming that you become part of it, you know, and you disappear in that, right? That's what the meditation is, disappearing in the environment, right? You sink into it. <sighs> okay, so Zen teacher. Another thing a Zen teacher would do, he would, uh, he made his student uh, stand in the river, right? right? And the river was low, but um, a storm came, and the river started rising, rising, rising. So he's standing in the river. And the Zen teacher never told him to move. He just told him to stand in the river, right? So he was standing, standing in the river, Oh, there's uh, somebody running. Okay. Um, he was standing in a river, and the water was going down, and uh, up and up and up and up, up to his knees, up to his waist. It was a big uh, flood, you know. Then eventually, it go over his head. And he believed in his mass, he believed in his instructor, trust his instructor and he, st he stayed put in the river you know going 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 and then they say that he he uh, um, had enlightenment there right allegedly so I don't know but yeah um uh that was one Zen teacher, right? Another Zen teacher, and this comes to the Shalom monks too. They, uh, they were Buddhists. They wanted to meditate, be left alone, but the robbers kept coming. Uh, the monks were hardworking, you know. Allegedly, they take care of themselves, and they would there would be thievery and harassment from uh, outside people so the monks shallow monks started doing a lot of uh, training martial arts and they sent their people out to different parts of the country and they learned different uh different fighting techniques right and then the people and their people would come back and would uh, integrate all these fighting styles and pick the best types and they do all kinds of stretching and uh, trying to master the body right you master the body with the mind too and then you can also turn off the mind right um, so that's what they're Okay, so one some uh, Zen masters, Zen teacher, 
they would let their students do their meditation, you know, outside in the courtyard. And then at the appropriate time, they'd hit them with the stick. Right? While they were sitting down, lotus style meditation, close, eyes closed. Zen teacher at the appropriate time, hit them with the stick, you know? Trying to throw him off, right? Um, let me see here. And I think a lot of uh, different religions, they know this. And they started their own kind of uh, thing, like Sufism and Islam. They started their own type of uh, movement, spinning ritual, right? Spinning, da spinning dances. And the objective was if you're a Sufi, you go into the meditation and you spin, 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 spin. And then at some point, you would, you know, an outside force could uh, show you in, in enlightenment, right? So. Mm. That was Sufism, right? And then it is my guess, I don't know for sure, but I think a lot of these secret society clubs and the masonry is about putting you in contorting your body and stuff like that. It's possible that this could be a way to force you into enlightenment as well. This is my thinking, because the masonry, they'll grab, they'll be three or four people, they grab uh, your arm and your leg and blah, 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 and they twist you and contort your body in these weird positions, right? And that is my thinking as well, because allegedly, from this book I read, um, it was re written by masons, so who knows, right? But they said... Uh, Masonry is ancient Egyptian king-making ceremony, right? And that would be the way that you would make a king uh, by, by uh, doing the by uh, enlightenment, right? You know, whatever Zen or whatever fuck people want to call the the thing, right? You know, um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of my thinking, right? Okay, so they used to contort or hit up, hit a student at the appropriate place at the appropriate time, right? In order to facilitate a meditative state, right? That's why when you jump off a cliff, your mind stops, right? When you jump in the water, you jump off a cliff, into the water, your mind stops. And everything seems to make sense. And you have no issues. You have no, like, problems or nothing, right? Everything makes sense when your mind stops, right? Because you're in the moment, right? You're focused in the moment, jumping off the cliff, right? Or you're, you're in sports or athletics and... For myself, I ride electric skateboard, right? So, 
it's like a meditative thing to do because you're, you're always put back into the into the um the movement into the the present you're always thrown into the present because you're on a skateboard right like you're, you're cruising like left and right and smoothly and feels like i'm on a lake it feels like i'm on a lake on a wakeboard you know that's what the it feels like on an electric skateboard right so and it feels like i'm standing on a, a bed mattress you know this is what an electric skateboard feels it feels like you're standing on a bed mattress flying down the road at like 40 50 kilometers an hour right um and if you want to move it feels like you're on water so that's how you move on the board you just imagine the ground is water and and that's what it feels like so you can carve back and forth if you just imagine yeah it's uh it feels just like water but the point i'm trying to make is that this is a meditative exercise right because i'm so focused every moment like with you my toes touching the ground feeling the ground um and i can't is it's hard to even have a thought about anything during your day because you're so focused in the moment right you know and obviously when you're focused in the moment you you feel good right you feel better um Zen teachers. Zen teachers could be just everyday people, you know. One of the biggest secrets is that there's a book called Acres of Diamonds, right? And in that book, it goes story after story after story about... um How somebody was trying to find something valuable, trying to get rich, um, looking for something in other towns, right? Not where they are. It's about it's about story after story after story. This guy he wanted to become wealthy, so he sold his farm in Missouri and he went to Africa or whatever, and then you know. And it, and it didn't pan out, but then he found out the property he had in Missouri was was filled with oil, right? So he would have been a millionaire just because it's, he had the oil in the property, he didn't even notice it, right? He, there used to be uh, cows, and they would drink out of the water, but this one, uh, this one puddle had this black goo in it, right? So he just put a board over it, and he didn't even know that he was... Uh, a millionaire you know, just because of his land he had oil underground but he, he went he, di he didn't see it because the point of the book is that everything in your all the great things in your life are in your everyday life right now I'm going to say that again all the the great things in your life are going to be where you are right now like in your own life like all the money you're ever gonna want is gonna be in your life right now you just don't see it you know you're not fucking paying attention right your mind's spinning spinning like a fucking top right uh, like all the best meditative states feelings are always 
where you are right now and this is you know this this is the whole thing right because you go to work and you're like oh man you know i wish i could uh feel meditative peace at work right and that's the that's the goal man that's what you have to work towards right is uh as uh, obscure as it sounds right whatever predicament you're in that's your your state you're forced in right so this is uh the i think the problem of life or i wouldn't even say it's a problem but uh existential angst of life is that you you have to f- force yourself to a peaceful mind, right? You have to, right? There's no other way, man. I I think about all my goals and things I want to do in life and all this, and it always comes down to one thing, man: spiritualism. That's all it comes down to, man. If you don't, if you can't. Uh, If you can't have a meditative, uh, uh, that's not even a good word, man. If you can't have a, a nirvonic, um, day, you know, moment, a nirvonic, uh, uh, blissful, uh, state, like all the time, that's, that's kind of the goal you should work towards, right? All the time, that's what, uh, there's a story, right? The, and I know the story is true for sure. Okay, but they said Buddha when he became uh, enlightened under the Buddha tree, right? They said that he laughed for seven days after that, right? So once he became enlightened, seven days straight, he's fucking laughing. Okay. See, a lot of a life, in my opinion, is like illusion. Problems are illusion. Um, a lot of situation stuff is illusion. Uh, um, like even thinking going back to when you were a kid, like every day was amazing. You know, it was awesome, right? Even if you had a bad life, you were probably like not for everybody, I guess. But I mean, like. When your mind is clean, you know, there's a, um, impurities and negativities in the media and stuff, right? It's hard to, hard to avoid. So a good cleaning is appropriate once in a while, right? So it's kind of, it's astonishing that there's, not many Zen teachers in uh, in the West. Not many people know about the West. But there's one um, Buddhist, or what? I wouldn't even call it Buddhist, but uh, maybe it is. There's this one place. I don't remember where it is, but it's uh, it's a mount a mountain hike, right? And it's a switchback type of trail, and you go there and. You, you live in this little cabin at the bottom of the hill, right? And then you wake up at five or six or whatever. And for a hundred days, you do this routine. So you wake up and you hike up to the first end of the switchback. 
and there will be a little spot, a beautiful spot you can do in meditation, right? So you just get up in the morning, you go up there, you do your meditation, then you hike uh, to the other end of the switchback, and there's another spot. You do your meditation there, and then you have like no nothing to do, right? This is your you're on vacation pretty much, right? So, you know. And then there's another switchback, another meditative spot, and then another switchback, another meditative spot, right? And you climb the top of the mountain like that, and that's your only goal during that day other than uh, getting food and stuff. And then you come back down, and then uh, the next day you'll do the same thing, right? And you do that 100 days in a row, right? And it's supposed to uh, change you permanently, right? When you do that. But that's one thing I've always wanted to do. Um, I couldn't find it online, but I guess you could make up your own thing, right? It's not that difficult. You just have to have a nice hike. And uh... But in my town where I am, I just... I do med- meditation is best out outdoors, right? Preferably where no one can see you. You're just uh, you're not thinking you're weird and shit, right? You're just like, because if you just go out on the beach, start meditating, it feels weird. Like it feels like everybody's look- looking at you and stuff, right? But if you uh, go to a park or something, sit by a tree, and it doesn't have to be long. You do 15 minutes, but. 15 half an hour but what i'm saying is the point is that energy is outside in nature right the energy you get the proper breathing for your body is outside in nature right um and that will give you an extra boost man for your uh for your meditation and your peace and everything being outside and if you go back to the same spot, like when you do a meditation, believe it or not, you're actually charging the energy in that spot, right? And you're charging it with a, like a, with a feeling, that whatever blissful feeling you have when you're there, right? Your meditative energy. So when you leave, other people will see that energy, right? That area will radiate, right? Like, um... Uh, like people, people can change the energy of uh, the locations, right? Have you ever been to uh, Vatican? You know, there's powerful, powerful energy in that little circle, right? Right at the front front door or whatever. It's powerful energy. But uh, you you can change the energy of the ground and uh it's best if you if multiple people are doing meditation at the same time which doesn't happen a lot you know but i'm sure there's classes in every town right but outside multiple people that's a very powerful and uh especially if different people sit on the same exact spot that's a very good idea too, right? Because 
you're charging that one spot, that one stone, whatever you're sitting on, charging that with like powerful meditative energy, right? And uh, so if a guy and a girl, another guy, another girl, they're all sitting on that location, it's going to charge that spot with different people's meditative energy because not everybody has the same energy right like uh like women will you know they have energy to uh to, to make plants grow and stuff like that just with their mind right their energy is a very nurturing and all that right but uh and also meditation Meditation with a tree is good, right? So you stare at that tree, and that's, that tree will stop your mind, man, just by staring at that tree. Because trees are like a perfect artwork, man. That's the most amazing artwork you'll ever see in your life. It's like staring at a tree, man. And you can communicate with the tree, like you can feel it. You can feel the tree has bliss, right? right? The tree's blissed out, man. And if you can feel the tree blissed out, then you're blissed out. And, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know, we've done 25 minutes. Okay, other Zen teachers. Let me see. Actually, Peter Ragnar, you know, he's kind of like a modern day Zen teacher. I would recommend him. He's into longevity a lot and uh, eating well, and he's very spiritually a powerful person. Uh, Peter Ragnar, um, called the, the luckiest man alive or something like that. He has a lot of good funny stories, a practical joke maker, and says he has powers he can uh, like make light, lights turn on and stuff like that. His uh, car's a friend's car used to have difficulty starting, but Peter would just touch the car and then it would start. Yeah, he's funny like that. But, um, you know, Osho, I read a lot of Osho books and he's all into the, he has a lot of the data about the Zen teachers. So most of my Zen stories come from Osho because I read like a hundred Osho books, probably at least a hundred, 150. Because that guy, he went down the rabbit hole, man, with reading. Uh, he read like 100, 150,000 books. You see pictures of him in his library. He just uh, sat in the... He sat in his own, well, apartment. Somebody paid for his apartment, and they just said, you hey, you have a free apartment. And he just sat in the apartment for 20 years reading books. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. But... um. Yeah, Zen teachers, like a Zen teacher will always pop up when needed, right, you know, but a lot of people, they don't, they don't even, they have no desire to uh, spiritually advance or quiet their mind, right, this is a majority of people, so, Zen teachers, some of them, they, they just, a lot of them appeared as complete idiots, right? They they appeared as idiots, like drunks. 
they would just appear like drunken fool, right? But some people, they have the spiritual uh, uh, background, right? Not that they're better than anybody, but obviously, but um, if you, yeah. Now, another Zen teachers. Let me see. That's what I remember the most. I remember the kid, and uh, there's a lot of poems, right? I think uh, it's like a poem that uh, has no, uh, uh, like, it's very difficult to. To understand, it would stop your mind. So, what would what would be a good Zen poem? Like, there's a lot of stories. Actually, uh, Mula Nasruddin. I think that's his name. Mula Nasruddin. These are Sufi jokes, right? But they they kind of they're Zen jokes. I would look up online Zen jokes, and I would look up Mula Nasruddin. This guy is fucking hilarious, man. He's like uh, the town town clown, right? But he's spiritually aware, you know, he's spiritually advanced. And he'll say something that sounds completely stupid, but his, like, great wisdom in his uh, jokes, right? Mule and And uh, what other jokes are there? And then Zen teaching, Zen qualms or Zen... Zen uh, scenes. You know, I used to have like a lot of books about Zen, but you know, Zen's not about books, right? You can study all the fucking shit you want, all the guys you want, and know all the dates and everything, but if you're walking down the street and you're not paying attention, you know, what the fuck is the point? You're not having a blissful day. What the fuck is the point about the books, right? Spirituality and peace is always the most important, man, because if you can't calm yourself, you can't have a clear mind, then you're kind of living in delusion of the culture, right? The culture is like a delusion. And the money is a, like a delusion. I'm not saying it's good or bad, I'm just saying it's a delusion, it's a thing, uh... It's a flood of flood of thoughts. The our culture is just a flood of thoughts, right? It's like a river of thoughts. Um, maybe not a river, but a flood, and it colors colors your eyes with uh, anxiety. That's what the culture does, right? Culture is a flood of thoughts that color your eyes with a little bit of anxiety, but. As soon as you understand that, you can, like most, you can turn it off. Yeah? It's not going to be easy because some people are very obsessed and very focused, and that's what made them successful, right? So it's good to focus your mind and, you know, win at life, obviously. You have to win at life, right? But at the same time, if you can turn your mind off, you don't give a fuck about anything, really, you know? You're super happy. And every day is it like a joy. Obviously, there's levels to it, though, you know? Like, uh, 
I joined this club and I'll talk about it later on the podcast on a different podcast, but, and there's actually some Abraham Hicks books and some of this law attraction, new age stuff is, uh, is makes a lot of sense, man. Like focus on the good, like, um, focus on feeling good and always, and always trying to feel better and better and better and better. Right. So you're supposed to feel better, uh, next week than you do right now. Right. And you should try and feel better tomorrow than you do right now, right? And this is a uh, it's a good goal to have as your uh, your first goal, right? Everybody's got to have a goal, you know. You, if you can have this goal to feel good and feel better, then everything starts to kick into gear. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, obviously, but um. And it's a goal that never ends, right? It, um, five minutes to learn and a lifetime to master it, right? So you can get better in your health, uh, get better in everything, right? But I think I lost my train of thought there. So culture is like a kind of a, yeah, okay. Um, maybe I should finish it up. Is it 33? Okay. Speaking of 33, there's 33 vertebrae, I think, in the human spine, right? Isn't it? And isn't that what meditation is all about? Uh, Kundalini. Uh, unlocking the power of your own body, you know, through the spine, right? Don't you feel amazing and breathe differently when you have a good posture, right? When you're sitting up tall, uh, you feel better. Your mind goes quiet, whether you realize it or not. A lot of the times we don't realize when our mind is quiet, which is something that you should always do, right? Like, hey, my mind is quiet. I'm feeling good, right? Because we always... we. We hear the guy speaking in the podcast, right? But do we hear the silence, right? There's always the speaking, and then there's the silence. These are two different sounds, right? So, um... It's like a lot of Zen teachers, like, uh... Osho, he used to talk in a specific way to put people into a meditative state, right? He would, uh... Um, he talked very, like, uh, sporadically and whatever. Also realize that when a speaker, when you're listening to a speaker, um, you're going to get a feeling, hey, is this guy genuine or is he not, right? Um, or you're going to get a feeling like, hey, I, I enjoy listening to this, you know? This has a good resonance with me, a good feeling with me, right? And why is that? Because maybe that person has actually done something, you know? Like, uh, they come from a place of authority on a topic, right? I'm not saying I, uh, I'm a perfect authority in fucking anything, obviously. But uh, sometimes, like, for example, like, say you're, you're doing a seminar and the guy's a millionaire, right? 
his whole body and being is going to be speaking uh, from his heart and experience in life, right? As opposed to somebody just repeating some fucking shit they saw in a book or whatever, right? So, you keep this in mind when you, um, if you get a good vibe from somebody, right? You know, maybe they got an authority. Maybe they don't, right? But I'm saying, if you get a good vibe from somebody, that could be leading you to, um, a better positive place or, um, to learn something or the or it's the law of attraction kicking into gear you know like uh you had a desire for something and then this guy showed up or that girl showed up and you saw it on youtube or something and you're like oh fuck you know this is uh this sounds like what i was wanting the whole time right and i asked for this in my life right and it just popped into my life right so People, places, and things will do that, right? If you're putting the law of attraction into your, you want to be a enlightened person, you want to be living a positive uh, meditative state, maybe not all the time, right? I don't, you know, that's the goal to achieve, to have it all the time, right? I don't think it's, you know, people have to work on that. I, my own theory is it's either, okay, this is a heavy topic, but my own theory is that you might think I'm crazy when I tell you this, but my own theory is that meditative enlightenment is evolution of the man, right? So the man is uh, raising himself up, right? He's becoming the best um, of himself, right? And it's an evolutionary process, right? And... It's up to that person to do it. That's it, you know. They can get, they can, they, somebody might point a way or a method or whatever to what where they're going, right? But it's up to that person, that's it, you know. Like, if you're not serious about the meditation, then um, you're not going to do it. And because you're not going to do it, you're not going to get peace, you know. Then, like, there's degrees of this, man. It's like, uh, it goes on, in my own opinion, understanding the bliss it goes on, like, unlimited. It was, keeps going and going and going. You, you might have heard of it, Ocean of Bliss, you know, this is from Buddhism, right? So the, in my own opinion, my own, uh, from re my own realizations, I should say this, realizations, the universe is Ocean of Bliss, okay? It's, it's a fluid ocean of bliss. So even though we see air up here, it's really, it's, it's more liquid, right? And we are liquid and we live in the ocean. And the whole ocean is bliss. Okay, this is uh, basic uh, Buddhism, like uh, 2,500 years ago. And this is the reality, man. This is, is it doesn't mean... Buddhism is reality. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. You don't have to be a monk. You don't have to fucking uh, whatever go to China or nothing. You don't. You don't even have to meet a Zen teacher. But if you're ready for a Zen teacher, you're gonna fucking show up. 
Zentich is gonna show up, right? But he may not be what you think, and he's gonna probably fucking annoy the fuck out of you, right? Because Zen teacher usually annoy the fuck out of people, man. That's his job, right? Because people are uh, they're not paying attention, they're sleepy. So what do you do? Zen teacher gonna fucking, you know, kick you or something like that, but in a nice way, right? Like a like a like a like a like a kid would do, you know? Like, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up, you know? And when you're you wake up, you're more alert. You're first thing in the morning, you're up on your toes, you know. These are all meditative quality, up on the toes, you know, like you know, you, you know what it feels like to walk in out of the shower, you know, on your toes, you know, that feeling, right? Um, a lot of um, Zen teacher stuff was about like stepping on stones and stuff like this, like. Uh, um, I think even walking across fire, that's probably a meditative thing. But, uh, a lot of the monk stuff is about balance, right? So, it's a balancing on rocks and balancing on this. And put them into a heightened state of awareness. You know, I saw videos the other day about kids learning Shalom and... They they would fucking wrap themselves around a tree backwards, man. It's crazy shit. Um, but uh, yeah, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so they'd put you. You'd have to balance in a precarious spot for hours and hours and hours. And what would that happen was that would drain. Like that would once you came down from that position all the tension would be drained. Like, you're building up tension, building up tension. You're standing there in a precarious spot. As you know, it's very uncomfortable, very, very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. You're going for this, this, and this, and this, and for an hour or whatever. And then when you when you collapse, you stop the tension. Boom! You drop, right? It's a sudden drop, right? And that drop of tension is an attempt to facilitate an environment for enlightenment. That's that's what it is, right? So um so anything could be like a meditation, you know. Mm, sports, athletics, your mind is stopped, you know. Uh, what else, what else would they do? And, uh, okay, the, I'll go into yoga a little bit, okay? This might help you understand things. Yoga, from what I've read, yoga was created by Patanjali about, I think, 5,000 years ago or something, okay? Now... In India, they have a whole deeper understanding about meditation, enlightenment, whatever, right? They discovered that uh, if a person went enlightened, their body would uh, have uh, reduced tension and they would be able to do these yoga poses very easily, right? You understand me? Okay. These awkward fucking yoga poses, putting your feet up on your 
knees and all that shit, right? A lightened person could do that fucking no problem, right? Because they're in this blissful state where their body's super relaxed. Okay. And their breathing would change and a whole bunch of different things would change. So some of these Indians, these Indian guys are fucking smart, right? So they would kind of analyze the the guru, his body, right? When he was in this state and they and then they would try and replicate that, you know, for a regular person to do it, right? So he'd say the guru in this state is fucking perfectly straight uh, posture all the way up to his head. Totally, completely, 100% relaxed. Sitting down on the, the ground. Both eyes looking forward. You know, some people they have more of one eye is going here and right eye is going that way, you know. Or they're thinking more. They're using more left brain, more right brain. But... In the meditative posture, you know, the Buddha, he's going to be focused on both eyes, you know, through third eye. Totally relaxed. Can easily do any fucking weird yoga posture. Just because he's so relaxed, okay? And then, and then he would, he would, breathing would change. Uh, happiness, smile all the fucking time. So... The guru would be smiling all all day. Just smiling, smiling, smiling all day, everywhere we go. Smiling, smiling, smiling. And then he'd hold his hands in the in the um in the prayer all day. Why? Because it feel good. It uh it give him bliss, right? Because he's a human. And the human what is a human? A human is bliss, right? That's a spiritual being. It's a it's a bliss. That's what a man is. A man is a bliss. Okay. And uh, he'd hold his hands in the prayer because it felt good. And he'd walk around like this all day. Right. And he's smiling, smiling, smiling. And the other Indians, they'd fucking watch him. And they would. And then they found another guy. He was doing the same shit. Right. You know. Maybe, maybe 100 kilometers away or 20 years later. He was doing the exact same shit. Right. And uh, whenever you see a enlightened man, you're gonna start feeling good too, feeling positive, probably, right? I don't, I can't speak for every everyone, right? But a lot of people can sense energy. Um, you can tell who has. I personally, I can tell who has done a lot of meditation. Okay, I can just tell by your whole being about you, right? There's very few people, but sometime I'll see one guy and he stick out like a fucking light bulb, right? Compared to everybody else. Meditation is your light bulb. Is to turn up the intensity of the light bulb, right? Because the light is pure, right? The light is pure. So the more light you have, the more purity, right? I'm not saying you're fucking perfect. That's not what this is about. This is about turning the light on. Light on more and more and more and more, right? Got to turn up the intensity. And the light and the bliss are connected, right? And the ocean. The ocean and the water and the light and the bliss are all connected. 
And they're connected by one thing, which is no thought. Silence. That's what connects, that's what, that's flicks the switch, is the silence, right? Silence flicks the switch, and then the bliss comes in, and you be, and the ocean of the bliss. Okay. Um... Forty-eight minutes. Okay, I'm gonna keep going because this is fucking cool, and I don't have. I got one hour remaining. Let's see. Okay, do I have anything else I can talk about? Okay, at the end of my podcast, I'm gonna have my own uh, fucking songs, right? Some hip hop songs I made. Artist name Katie Frost. Uh, so. If you like the songs you can find them they're on spotify everything itunes whatever i think uh i think i had a good podcast man i think uh got into zen talked about meditation i think it's a good podcast all right we'll call it a day see you next time bye You know that I knew enough left and right to get by. You know that I'm gonna dress up and probably wear a tie and drink a Mai Tai. And you gotta know that I'm your guy and I like to get fly. Everybody knows that I'm a sipping guy that's big, tasty. You've heard of me. You know I'm coming in loud on your MP3. Everybody kick off your shoes and wave to my friend because we're about to lay an egg that's gonna be a hen.